Rams game in your life before And you don't know what a fourth down is or how a team scores You don't have to be an expert for enjoyment to occur If you need a team to root for, that's what we're here for It's not a car, it's not a bus Hop on board, you're safe with us Welcome to the bandwagon He's Larry and I'm Kevin Welcome to the bandwagon When's the parade? When's the parade, Larry? <laughs> you know, Kevin, uh, as much as when you lose game one, you don't want to go into panic mode and predict doomsday. <laughs> on the other side of things, you also don't want to go on a one win. We're going to the predict- Super Bowl. We're going yeah. to the Super Bowl. However, being the uh, perennial Pollyannas of podcasting, uh, we're going undefeated this year, so. <laughs> the Rams won big. It's welcome to the bandwagon. <laughs> I'm Kevin Schatz. That's Larry Morgan. And the Rams won the, the game one, 30 to 13 over the Seahawks, which uh, I, my mind is exploding with thoughts, which I guess it's a good thing. We have a platform where we get to share thoughts about things, but yeah. Um, and, and I, I do want to say, you know, because there has been a little bit more of a, I want to welcome anyone to welcome to the bandwagon who might be listening for the first time. Yeah. And you're, and you're going to hear something that you haven't heard on this podcast a lot if you've uh, listened in the past, and that's celebrating a win. Yeah. So, <laughs> and and I do believe. Thank you to Odyssey Sports for uh, shifting into a little bit of promotional, mm-hmm. a, a, a next promotional gear for us because apparently whatever this stuff is we're doing, they seem to like, yeah. which is okay, weird <laughs> right off the top. And two, I realize. I can tell you from a personal standpoint, we needed more promotion. When my wife looked at me yesterday, my wife <laughs> looked at me and said, hey, the the Niners won big, huh? And I'm like, yeah. And she said, aren't you a 49ers fan? And I'm like, uh, you mean the LA Rams podcast I've been doing for a year, the Rams gear I've been wearing since 2016, <laughs> none of that <laughs> tipped you off? She said... I thought you were a 49ers fan. So, yes, we definitely need uh, this extra promotion we're getting. So if you are joining us for the first time, you are here at a good time. Because, as Kevin says, we have so many random thoughts about what was, I will say, and, and one game means nothing other than the fact that after a preseason that was full of question marks mm-hmm. and unknowns, to go to Seattle and go up against a team which we still don't know how good the Seahawks really are, mm-hmm. but who have got some, uh, like, there there have been people touting them as much improved, and and I think there are still some strong parts to that. To go on the road and do that there, I am very encouraged Kevin Go, I have my thoughts in a jumble of notes on my phone that I will be willing to share with you when when you get your thoughts together. Well, here's the thing, Larry, is last year we had a record of five and twelve, right? Five, Oof, f- yeah. five and twelve. So this yeah. is why are we going backwards? Why are you well, here, why are you bringing here, that up? Here, this this will lead to a good thought is that 
We uh, this is like almost like uncharted territory for us because last year we had a losing record the entire time. Let, let me think. We did there would have been 17 episodes that we did because there are seven when we did more than 17, right? But 17 post game yeah. episodes that we did. 12 right. of them we had to sit here and be like, "Oh, sad <laughs> us." I don't I don't know how to handle like a positive an actual positive like, "Wait, we can focus on good things. We want we won big." Um I don't, I just as a look, this, if you are new to this podcast, we don't spend a lot of time talking about X's and O's. That is not, that is not our thing. Yeah. And, or, or stats, although I'm dying to talk about stats from that game. And exactly. And when a game is that good, we will dip into that for sure. I'll just say as a, as a Rams fan and as a football fan, man, the Rams looked Really pretty good. Puka Nakua is our boy. That's our boy. Oh, dude. And he looked so when good. When you got, I know, I was yelling Puka for uh, three hours yep. yesterday. And and this is the guy, I mean, let's talk about Puka for a minute. Because sure. in my notes, I just have Puka, Puka uh, yeah. written across. Um, a rookie uh, thrown into the fire, showed promise right away, essentially filling the role that freaking Cooper Cup, and it, how sad was it to just see Cooper Cup on the sideline? Sideline, but he looks so invested ha- though. He looks so into nah. like like his yeah, boy Puka had, and his team, and yeah, had a headset on and everything. Uh, if we can't go Cooper, we can go Puka because all that short yardage stuff. Uh, that guy went from rookie to veteran in one game, and you literally saw him improve, like. I'll get to my Mark Sanchez report in a little bit, yeah. but one actually good insight that Sanchez made was how Puka was, you know, depending on whether they were man-to-man or zone, he was kind of running through his his route in a way where if it was zone, he should he should hold up and pick a spot and be stay open because he was running through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he adjusted. Stafford talked to him. You can clearly see Stafford was invested in Puka and wanted him to succeed because oh, yeah. he was such a he was the the most targeted receiver of the day, and he was so heartbroken when he couldn't get him a touchdown toward the <laughs> toward the yeah. end of the game. Yeah, but P- Puka's the man. Yeah. He. He was a highlight. What what else you got? I I could go on forever about this guy. <laughs> well, the the other big player was the the Kyrene Williams who scored two touchdowns at the beginning of the game, and I thought it was really that my my random thought was just to share how how sweet I thought it was when he went and he grabbed his second touchdown. I don't know if you saw that they they highlighted it afterwards. Yes, because yes, he, yes. he, he apparently forgot to get the ball after the first touchdown. So that that was sweet. But here was my <laughs> here was my kind of random thought connected to to our our SoFi audience is that this was up in Seattle and it was it was actually jarring for me how quiet it was after Kyrene Williams' second touchdown because it was like you could sense the nervousness of the Seahawks fans. Yeah, but it was also yeah. because I'm so used to watching Rams games at SoFi where when the opposing team scores, it's there's cheering. There's cheering. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's right. This is what it's supposed to sound like when an opposing team scores. And I know that's a little bit of a negative thought, but this, my hope is that if we keep if we keep doing well like this, maybe, just maybe, SoFi will get, we'll start to get uh, Rams fans showing up at, at Rams games, you know? Well, and you know, LA being such a fair weather market, it just is. Um, the fact that they might see some real promise here mm-hmm. and that that things are back on track uh, might actually generate more interest in people actually going. I mean, we've got 
Rams Niners uh, yep. this coming Sunday. Uh, you know, home opener, which is that's that's an attraction in itself, and we, we can get to that in a minute because that's going to be tough. I want to stay positive mm. yeah. and yeah. focused on good things right now. Yeah, but that's that whole twelfth man, or I guess. In, in this day and age, we're calling it 12th person, I believe. <laughs> yes, uh, thank you, Larry. Uh, to, uh, in this gender-fluid uh, era, let's let's not be specific about that. But, you know, the, the, that stadium, well-known for its its crowd noise, which which was a problem yesterday. I mean, yeah. look, let's, let's, let's admit to the fact that there was some rust on these guys. That first half was nowhere near as strong as as what we showed in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some mistakes. There were some penalties for for a bit there. We were really shooting ourselves in the foot. There were some dropped passes. Poor Jefferson man yeah. uh, had a clear and obvious path to the end zone at one point, and it literally—I mean, that's a pass I could have caught. <laughs> Even I could have caught that one. Just had his hands weird and just whatever. But boy. Uh, I mean, we haven't seen Stafford take a snap since his injury yeah. last season. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of those guys played zero games in preseason. So this was the first time they stepped into a real game time situation in Seattle, away game. Um, so it it took a little while. But let's let's talk about stats a little bit. I don't have sure. it in front of me right now. But, I mean, let's just talk in general about how good – was Matthew Stafford I know. yesterday. Yeah. How on target, um, how n- no interceptions, yeah. no mistakes, even ran for a first down. It was not pretty when <laughs> Matthew Stafford runs, but just the effort was there. You, I, I think the thing, Kevin, that I felt was that this team is so tired of being mediocre yeah. to bad, yeah. and they wanted, they willed themselves into playing the best game they could for first game of the season away game in a in a in a very hostile situation. I mean, couldn't say more about how they adjusted throughout the game and I think we have a defense. I know. I think we have, I, I think we do. Yeah, she th- th- see Aaron Donald smiling at the end of the game. So, when so does he smile? He is fired <laughs> up. Yeah, um you know, you you already said it but the 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 first half of the game was a little like the Seahawks looked pretty good. Geno Smith looked pretty good. They were making their and then and then it seems like the the Rams figured it out. And um yeah. and yeah, you mentioned Aaron Donald and they they did this report during the game about him. The the quote of the quote of him was him he, he said, This is me introducing myself yet again. I'm treating this like my rookie year is what he's saying. And that's a, that's, it's, it's, that's great. It's a, yeah. It's a almost comical. Cause it's like the, the, some people are saying he's the greatest defensive player to ever play this game. And, and yet he's saying like, I'm introducing myself to the world and, yeah. and God, I'd be scared if I was a quarterback and I heard that, that he's coming out fresh legged, feeling like a rookie feel, you know, um, well, in in a way, some of these guys ha- are very well rested. We didn't go yeah. to the <laughs> we didn't go to the playoffs. There were injuries, which you know it's you're, you're working to come back from an injury. But you know Stafford, well Stafford looked you know energized a lot. The offensive line, defensive line, we had rookies playing that looked great. Mm-hmm. Steve Avila mm-hmm. made you know we he's he's a hard guy to mention because his job isn't obvious. Yeah, but I don't believe Stafford even got close to being sacked yeah. yesterday or just managed to get away from pressure. So he was protected well. So, you know, rookies are stepping up. A lot of new faces on defense. I mean, 
it bodes so well. Again, we got a real test even at home next week against yeah. the Niners because they won big as well. They they looked pretty good. Yeah. But uh, it's going to be our Mr. Irrelevant against their Mr. Irrelevant. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And their Mr. Irrelevant is 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 throwing the football. Uh, Brock Purdy. Yeah. That's a, a big difference of uh, he's he's running that offense. So yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. So, so uh, you know, I imagine by the time people listen to this podcast, they've they've already picked apart that game and mm-hmm. uh, you know been able to give them. I mean, I will say that one thing that's interesting is that uh, we mentioned Puka. Uh, he was the most targeted receiver, uh, had the most receptions. He was averaging like somewhere around eleven yards per catch, which meant you throw it to him, he's going to get a first down. That's what it felt like. Yeah. But it was all short yardage stuff, and he got the heck beat out of him. But, boy, he bounced back. Yep. And Tutu Atwell, on the yep. other hand, the longer range guy, bigger plays, yep. bigger, and not, not as many targets. But they literally had the identical um, uh, yardage at the end of the game. They both had 119 yards. Oh. Puka just had to work harder. He for just, yeah, he had, to, he had to collect his over a lot more catches. Wow, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Higby Higby caught all three uh-huh. uh, passes that he was thrown, and they were they were big, mm-hmm. and uh, and Jefferson you know had his moments as well. So receiving core, uh, look, think about at least four games. Cooper Cup is out, so there's one down, um, unfortunately for his his injury. But think about once he's back in the lineup, and you have that many other targets. If he's going to be double teamed, yep. and you've still got that other receiving core, yeah. It's a potential nightmare for the league. I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, man, can you imagine if Cooper Cup was on the field now and yeah. and you had to worry about him and then there's a wide open Puka Nakua just like, you know, it's it's uh it's exciting. It's exciting. I'm I'm pumped and I think you said it I think you said it really well. I think guys like Matthew Stafford I mean, look, Matthew Stafford it ran through everything ran through him. Obviously, he's the quarterback, yeah. but I think with the time he, the time he had off from last season, the, not just the physical rest, but the mental rest and the the I, I'm sure he was very much like I want to get back out there. I want to do this. Oh, I, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. it was it was so much fun to see. Um, yeah, I've got uh, I got a few jumbled notes here. You can see my notes app. Uh-huh, um, yeah. It's a little bit of everything, and, and it, can I just run through these real Please. quick? Because it doesn't it does include. Now I'm going to say something fairly shocking. <laughs> Kevin, and because this is the podcast of record for the fact that we believe Mark Sanchez is maybe one of the worst uh, color commentators in broadcasting, and that paints me as a USC Trojan to say that uh-huh. um, um, it, it, he was—he's almost a better NFL starting football player than he is uh, <laughs> color commentator. Um, uh, but here's the shocking thing: yeah. Game One again, Rams proved something. Yeah. Mark Sanchez. Was not horrible. It wasn't too bad. I agree. I agree. He had his moments. Yeah, and I'm going to list them off right now, as many as I can think of. I can't wait to hear them. Um, I was, I was, I caught a few myself. Yeah, but he had some real insights yesterday. However, the first note I have in all my notes from the game is one of his comments, Uh, and I've heard this done before, but better. Uh, he was commenting on a play, and he says, that was like street football. Go to the blue Cadillac and turn around. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. That's right. I do recall that one, yes. I think his uh, attempt at a metaphor <laughs> is almost always labored. Um, <laughs> I also noticed that Mark Sanchez has an annoying habit of saying, hey, number, num- number 99, hey, number eight. 
hey, number 13. It's like, I understand why, because he so often either gets the name wrong uh, or just mispronounces the name. So he's, he's playing it safe. He's, still, he's playing it safe. He's defaulting to uniform numbers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which which one so, we uh, could do that. We could do that. I know yeah, I could see we, a number and call it out. <laughs> we can, we can, yes, I'm watching it on TV. Yes. I can see the number. <laughs> yeah. You might want to try and tell me who that yeah, is, yeah. but I understand names are hard, Mark. Yes, um, yes. This was, there was also some, I, I, I ran it back and I couldn't pick it up. He was make, trying to make some random comment about a FedEx envelope. Oh, I didn't get that. It got talked one. over. Uh-huh. Yeah, it got talked over. I think, is it Kevin Kugler? Is oh, yeah, that the guy I, I calling? think so, yeah. yeah. I, I think he very wisely realizes that when Mark starts to just say something stupid, he just talks over him. He's just like, let's- Wise let's. move, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they mentioned way too many times that people had commented that Mark Sanchez looked like Puka Nakua's father. Oh, which, yeah. Uh, I- because he has long hair and maybe they have similar features. Uh-huh. That just feels weirdly, I don't know why I was, I don't know. Did, I mean, yeah. maybe because their ethnicities are completely different. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, here's a random thought. What's up with the Geico commercial and the that vine that has a mind of its own that's trying to kill a kid? Is that, <laughs> is that, is that disturbing to you? Um, They've got the gecko. I mean, come on, Geico. You've got so many other options. You're going with a killer vine. It was just a random <laughs> thought. Uh, here's just Puka, I wrote down. Yes. yes. Um, oh, uh, here's another Mark Sanchezism. At one point, I, I don't remember. He was talking about Seahawk at one point. Uh-huh. Uh, Br- Brooks. I wish I could remember the guy's name, but it was a defensive player, I believe, and he, and he made it a great play. And Mark Sanchez literally says, you know, you just can't say enough about this kid, and that, and then stops, and it's like, oh, you, you, <laughs> you literally can, you clearly c- can say enough because you didn't have because a follow up. That was it. That <laughs> was it. Oh my god, that's great. Uh, and then I wrote uh, Higby exclamation point. Uh, how good is Stafford looking right now? Uh-huh. We already went over that. And here, here is my last note I made. Have you noticed this new trend in mouth guards that look disturbingly close to pacifiers? Oh Have yeah, that is on. This? That is not only on my random thoughts, but I looked into it. Yes. Oh, you have more research. You did research. Yeah, that because oh. that was uh, DK Metcalf. I he was. The, I believe he's the only one who has that, and he li- he literally has it. Be- to look like a pacifier. Like it's not that yeah, yeah. it looks disturbingly like one. It's very deliberate. And it's <laughs> Well, I've seen it I've seen it in other games. Uh I've seen other players doing it. Yeah. Uh you know, okay. a lot of people just have a lot of guys just have the traditional like it's it's connected to their face mask yes. and it's kind of dangling and and it's just the kind I wore in junior high school basketball, totally. you know. It's yep. just like um and but yeah, now there's these big giant things that cover the whole mouth and have a giant ring sticking out of them or yeah. literally look like uh, a big boy pacifier. So I'm dying to hear what you came up yeah, with. Yeah, I don't have the exact here. quote in front of me. I was reading and I, I just, I Googled DK Metcalf pacifier and sure enough, I think his rookie year was 2019 maybe. And when he was a rookie, he wore it to basically to remind himself that he's a baby in this league 
Um, and that I get, you know, more or less like I have something to prove. And I think the quote is something like, I'm a baby in this league, but I'm out to prove that I'm, that I can be a man or that I can hold my own. And so that's a reminder for that. But now here we are, you know, four years into his career. He's a well, he's a reputable name. He's a, he's a proven you know, star in this league, and he still wears he's it. He's a grown up. He's a grown he, up. He's yes. he has earned grown up status in, in my book, and probably in many others. And um, but yeah, maybe uh, you know, th- I have not seen any current quote by him, but maybe it's a way of keeping him humble, which I'm down for. Like re- you know, keep it, reminding him, like, hey, I always got to show up. I always got to show up and try to prove something. So yes, but he was yeah, they, yeah. They, because they if there's this- anything, if there's anything, I think of when I watch DK Metcalf, it's humbleness <laughs> yeah yeah well well that's why i don't i don't know maybe it's his own way of reminding himself but uh yeah i definitely they, they did a clear shot of him and sometimes it's it's it reminds me of even what i what i strive to do on this podcast is remember that there are listeners and 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 in the case of watching there are viewers of this game who maybe don't know what's going on and i think it's worth commenting on yes that is a pacifier and it and here's why because i was just like fixated on it like shouldn't that be com- <laughs> shouldn't we be commenting on that um well i i also think it's one of those things that at some point the nfl is going to go hey that's not regulation Maybe. i mean it is it looks like the kind of thing that they would step in and go before this gets out of hand we're going to a uh it's distracting and b is it regulation is it yeah. is it actually protecting you but you know i don't know there are ways around that thing but it, you know uh, players unfortunately because of all the regulations with uniforms and stuff are are having less and less opportunity to express themselves as individuals out there yeah. except you know, the, maybe the end zone dance is about the only time mm-hmm. you get to do your own thing. Yeah. So it's just one weird accessory that nobody's, uh, you know, restricted yet that you can play around with. It's it's just wild to watch these grown ass men yep. with a uh, with a extremely large pacifier uh, in their mouth. And and by the way, I've seen it in other games, guys on the sidelines. Like they're out of the game and they're sitting there sucking, sucking their on this thing. I mean, there's pr- I there's Maybe probably flavored. I don't know. You know, there's probably a deep psychological comfort that comes from that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. There's probably something deeper there going on. Uh, 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 that they missed. They were taken away from their mommies yes, too soon. Yes. They, yeah. They 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 grew up too fast. Okay. I think I'm beginning to see. There it. you go. Oh, now now I have a lot of empathy for that. Okay. You, Thank you, Kevin, for talking me through that. You're, this is what I'm here for, Larry. This is this is what, this is what I'm here for. <laughs> you know what I've learned yeah. is that God, it is it's a good thing we have two of us listening for Mark Sanchez thing because there were several of the Mark Sanchez things that you said that I missed, and I I have. What I thought was my favorite one that you didn't mention, oh. so you might have missed oh, it. Oh, let's hear it. So it okay. was, I think it was in the, it was either the first or second quarter, and the Rams had two back to back penalties, and it was literally first and 30, and they were on like their own 15 yard line. And so it was just like they just needed to get through this drive. And Mark Sanchez says something like, Oh man, first and 30, that's such a tough place to be. And he says, You're just stuck in the mud. Shout out Burning Man 2023. Oh no, he did. He sure no, did. I totally he missed sure that. He sure did. And I was and I I was like, Mark Sanchez, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I thought I and it I I again go back to like is Mark Sanchez that quick off the cuff or did he have like got to get a Burning Man reference in 
like if if a team is way backed up, know. I'm gonna say you're stuck in the. Did somebody write that for I him? I feel like the, I feel like they're prepared. I yeah. think that these are. I feel like these are prepared. That's how I feel. But again, yeah. as as much as as we are the podcast of record uh, of of you know calling out Mark Sanchez. Um, he did improve. I mean, I thought he actually gave some good insights yeah, during this game. I do too. Yeah. And, and, and I don't want to bag on him the whole time. And if he, like the Rams, I'm willing to be the Pollyanna of broadcasting for this podcast. If he is going to improve and, and if somebody takes him aside and says, yeah, those, those witty metaphors that you come up with. I don't know. I mean, look, if you're on record as saying that you support the Burning Man comment, that's fine. Yes, I, I, you, know, you heard it, it here. Was, it was, it was timely. It was <laughs> maybe it was appropriate. First and thirty, by the way, that tells me right there because first and thirty is not as bad. I mean, if they if it was third and thirty, that would be the time to do that. So it sounds sure. to me like he had and he didn't think he was going to be able to use it, maybe so he so. used it on first. And 30. Maybe so. I think it eventually became like third and twenty-two or something, and then they gained like yeah. eight yards just for that. Yeah, um, yeah. If you just saved it a few minutes, Mark, you you you, you would have had the perfect opportunity. Exactly. But. Yeah. Yeah. So you know we're the, off. I, uh, yes, I, have a, I do have a very important random thought that I've just been staring oh, at please, and I yeah. want to make sure that I get off my chest is that I saw in the first quarter, um, we were talking earlier about new players and we, I did not know this. We have a player named, uh, named Russ Yeast. Yeast is the last name. I looked into him and he's really, he actually is really becoming a rising star right now. He's really rising. Wow. At the, oh God, no. He's oh, really no, rising up the charts. Oh God. See, now, are, are you the one writing material for Mark Sanchez? <laughs> you got it. You got my joke. Yay, Kevin. See, because yeast. Because if he says that yeast. in a future game. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. And the bread, ri- Everybody makes got bread it. rise. He's yeah, a rising star exact, in the that league. Is, that is the appropriate ingredient to make bread rise. That is much more oh what God. you'll get on this podcast, by the way. This is this has oh, probably you're... been the... <laughs> this is All these... <laughs> New people we got, and you've immediately driven them away. <laughs> they're like, uh, they're like look, I was maybe in up until the yeast comment. We will be back again this week with more of whatever this is. Less of a post-game analysis and more of a general uh, looking ahead. And uh, we have a lot of fun mid- midweek episodes that get dropped because we will really dig into Rams history, Rams mm-hmm. lore, and uh, occasionally talk to some very cool guests, sometimes some very offbeat guests. Go back a few episodes to find the uh, Rams fan nudist group. Yes. Um that's a real thing. That's um, a gem. Yeah, uh, we've talked to we've talked to dogs. Yes. We've talked to Giraffe. mascots, unofficial mascots. <laughs> talked to Mar- uh, mariachi rams. We've yeah, we, we reach out to the fans. If you're a big fan, you have something. We the Melonhead Lance, if you recall the the start of oh, the Melonhead yes, movement. Of if you're a big fan, if you know a big <laughs> fan, Melonhead, Melonhead Lance. <laughs> if there's someone we should be talking to as the as the home of all things wacky and weird fandom, please let us know. Please. Like, subscribe, leave us a comment. Um, we are we are happy to happy to be put in touch with uh, with people we need to be talking to. Yeah, welcome to the bandwagon. Welcome aboard. You are uh, in safe haven here uh, on the on the podcast, and we will be back again twice a week during the uh, season. Uh, every uh, post game episode will come out at least day after, and we are going up against a tough one coming home to SoFi against the San Francisco 49ers, who are also coming off a very big win. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this is going to be the first 
Well, I would say game one was a real test. Yep. This uh, will be an even tougher one, I think, yeah. to see how we fare against somebody that we definitely need to know how to beat if we're going to advance in this division. So yep. Rams, Niners on Sunday, I have high hopes if we can execute at that level and we've got any kind of home crowd <laughs> that gives us yeah. an advantage. Fingers crossed. And Niners fans <laughs> yeah. are are pretty prevalent here in Southern California, so I'm sure they'll show they up. But hopefully the, hopefully, well. the, yeah. hopefully, our excitement for this first game will, uh, will help us to show up. And it should be a lot of fun to watch that matchup. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts if you want to subscribe and if you like what you're hearing, which I know is a long shot, but uh, feel free to give us a nice review where you can. Uh, We appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining us on Welcome to the Bandwagon, and we'll be talking at you soon. See, because because yeast makes bread rise. No. Rising rising star. There's there's zero need to uh, explain it or ever talk about it again. Welcome to the Bandwagon.